Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Alongside me is the man, Matty Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? Good, John. How are you, my man? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. I'll tell you what. Being in Arkansas, a football fan right now, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we didn't win. No, we didn't. But it's just it just feels so different. (laughs) It does. And, uh, you know, I went to Houston this last week, had some business down there, which, by the way, I got to eat at El Tiempo. If you've ever been to Houston – it's my place. I yeah. go there every time. Right. But one thing I did, too, was uh, went to this place called Rainbow Lodge, and it's all wild game. Yeah. I had a business meeting there for lunch. Nice. And it was uh, – I had the buffalo – not loin. Buffalo filet. filet. That's what it was. It. Yes. Very nice. Dude, it was awesome. So before we get into this this hog talk – yeah. I, you got some exciting football oh, news. Man, I almost forgot. We can't forget this. So what's funny is we talked about it last week. Yeah. So last week, first thing on the show, I was talking about Clint, my eight-year-old. Yeah. He uh, picked up a fumble, and he took it. He went a few yards and got tackled. And what's funny is Friday night, you know, he always goes to the games with us to do the broadcast. Right. And the head coach, the, the guy I coach with on his team, he's riding in the back. He, he, he videos for us, right? He films Mike Bowen. And the whole way, all night long, he's like, Clint, you're going to score tomorrow. You're going to score. He's like, and, and, he's, and, he's, and he's saying stuff like, I don't even care if you get a penalty for dancing. <laughs> and he just goes out, right, and I'm just kind of laughing. And I told Clint, I said, all right. I said, 10 tackles tomorrow. So I want 10 tackles. It'd be all right if you picked up a fumble for a touchdown. <laughs> and, and anyway, so – Saturday we're playing, right, and I'm on the field. Me and Steve are on the field, uh, and they're right there in front of us. We coach the defense. And uh, play kicks off, and he, he runs down the line, and, and the kind of play is kind of away from us. And uh, we can't see the ball. There's, there's a bunch of kids there, and it just kind of stops for a second, like right. the kid's getting tackled. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I, th- I think the ball's out. <laughs> I could just tell the way the running back was acting because he kind of looked back over him. And all of a sudden, I see Clint. And he's kind of, he kind of, like he's trying to be sneaky. He kind of looks around. He picks up that ball, and here he goes <laughs> down the sideline. And I just start, I just immediately, I go, go, Clint, go, Clint, go, Clint, go, Clint. And I just scream that for like 10 seconds, you know. Anyway, the, the, our, the Mike's on the sideline. He's jumping on the video. It's funny because yeah. he's jumping up and down, going down the sidelines. He scores, and he NFL spikes it. <laughs> he gronked it, dude. <laughs> he did. He spiked that thing right in front of the official. Here comes the flag. His teammates are jumping all over. They're excited. Yeah. And he comes to the sidelines. And I was like, I said, dude, I was like, you can't spike the football. <laughs> he said, why? So I didn't really, he didn't know that. Sure. I he mean, didn't. I, of course, you know, we don't talk to teach our linemen end zone etiquette. Right. Sure. So, uh, but I just didn't think about that. He didn't. Yeah. He goes, why? I said, well, it's a penalty. He said, he said, that's stupid. He said, he said, that's the stupidest rule. He said, I'm just trying to have a little fun. <laughs> I Dude, agree, Clint. Oh, man. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I mean, it really, as a, as a dad, coach, yeah. 
Like, highlight of my my life. If you're not friends with Matt McJunkins on Facebook, <laughs> please look him up. Friend him. He's got the video on there. <laughs> it's worth your time. It is. It, is, it really is. It's awesome. I've got it on Twitter, too. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if I was smart, I'd put it, since we got YouTube, I'd put it up on here right. so we could run it. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. Oh, it was great. All right, so we'll get into the hog talk. Unfortunately, the hogs get beat. Um, man, great ball game, especially if you like offense. 100%, man. <laughs> I mean, it, well, that's that's what's so fun about it now as a, as a hogs fan is it we're fun to watch. Sure. Sure. It's not depressing. Yeah. Like, we were in that game until we weren't, right. which was the last play of the game. And I'm going to have to defer to you on this one. I, yeah, unf- you're pretty hooked up. Unfortunately, I, I was unable to watch the ball game. We had a, a recruiting visit, and uh, I was on the road pretty much the you, entire day Saturday. You had a busy weekend. I did have a busy weekend. <laughs> we traveled Friday night, yes. got home late, yes. and then you were up and at it early. We were. But Hawks took it. Uh, took an AL 52-51. Man, looking at the stats, though, you know, one thing we've we've kind of harped on the Hogs that they needed to be better at this year was third down efficiency. Yes. They were 7 of 13 yeah. against Ole Miss, which is very good. It is, especially when Ole Miss was I, – I forgot. I, I, I forgot to write that down, but there's, f- they were like – They were 5 of 14. Yeah, they yeah. wasn't that good. Yeah. Uh, and there were still times I'm like, what are we doing? Right. Third down. Right. But it was much better. Yeah. So passing, we were three. We had three hundred twenty-six yards passing. KJ was twenty-five of thirty-five. Played amazing. Uh, he did have one pick right there before the half. Um, just threw one up in the end zone. Rushing, we had three hundred fifty yards rushing on fifty-eight attempts, which is six yards a carry. Yeah, which is impressive. It is. Ole Miss, they had a bunch of offense as well. They had 287 yards passing. Corral was 14 of 21. He did not throw any picks this year to us to make Which up. is a lot less than last year. <laughs> a lot less than the six he threw last Golly. year. And then they had 324 yards rushing on 49 attempts. We, did we? No, that was last week, Texas a and with the one we picked that we caught off the ground. Yeah. Was, yeah, 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 and then uh, so that's six point six yards of carry, and and Junk and I talked about this a little bit before the the podcast was, you know, one thing that we did not expect was for our defense to get just the ball just run all over yeah. them like that. But I guess you know when you're playing that kind of a, a cover eight or yeah. whatever you want to call it, um, dropping eight defense, you're going to leave some gaps. You're well, going to leave it, some lanes. It had nothing to do with physicality. Right. We manhandled them literally all game. Mm-hmm. It was third downs, corral, take off, and running, and we just didn't tackle well. Right. I mean, he's not big. No. And uh, we didn't – and we, we actually did tackle okay on their backs. Yeah. There was times that they got out, but it was corral, man. And he is shifty. He's quick, uh, but he, he burned us. He had 15 carries for 94 yards. Yeah. Two touchdowns. Uh, Snoop – Connor had 12 carries for 110, and then Henry Parrish, the junior, had 18 carries for 111. Yeah. So those three guys had great games. Uh, Rocket Sanders with a great game for Arkansas, 17 carries for 139 yards. KJ had 20 carries for 85 and three touchdowns. And then Traylon Smith had 11 carries for 85 and a touchdown. Boy, Rocket just – and I said this at the beginning of the season that I thought he would prove out to be our – a, a running back yeah. Saturday, he he really to me I thought kind of separated himself from the others. Now Smith Smith looked good. Yeah, I mean he still had good numbers. Yeah, but uh, and when Rockets run the ball, you're just like hey, that kid's good. Yeah, 
And then Traylon had another uh, – Traylon Burks had another special game. Seven catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. So You need to go back and watch the two catches on the one drive. Back-to-back catches. Yeah. You, you, you just don't understand how he caught it. Really? I mean, they were NFL. Yeah. He has big 5X hands. I mean, it's about one. the second one is like, well, crap, he overthrew that one. <laughs> no, he didn't. He just, just went up there and grabbed it. You wow. Know? He's so good. So tell me this, and, and, and this is my ignorance of not watching the game, and I st- I hadn't even got to watch any highlights. Right, That's how bad right. it's been. But, so we, we scored a tied up with like how much time left? I mean, uh, there was. Oh no, no, it was last play. Like it was literally there was four seconds no, left. But I mean, before that, like we we tied it up, and then they scored within. Oh, like, oh, they scored within like forty seconds. Not even, man, maybe. How did that happen? We got beat on a on a route on the right side of the field where nobody was even there. Like oh, I mean, it yeah. was. Uh, I mean, like somebody missed the assignment because like he it, he wasn't like he burned somebody. Like he was all alone. So we were keeping up with it on the phone, watching while we were at the recruiting visit, yeah. watching that game, and. So we scored a tied up with like less than two minutes left. I'm right, like, sweet. We're gonna go in overtime. Yeah. And then when the phone updates again, we're we're, we're down already. I'll tell you though, I, I do it every time. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. I, I mean, you're on the road. Right. That's the rule. You're, I mean, you're, not only are you on the road though, we have not stopped them. Like right. Very rare. You know, very, very little did we stop them. He's a special quarterback. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's a Heisman contender, even though. Uh, KJ's numbers were better, Seth. Yeah, they were. Um, there were a lot of reasons why we needed to go ahead and win it right there. Sure, we were we were going to be definitely the underdog in overtime. Right, I felt like. Right, and I and I agree. And 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 Pittman even said after the game, he says, "I feel like every time I'm going for it right there." Yeah. Now the play call, it's easy hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure. It's easy to look back and say, "God, why did we do that?" But why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. You know, and here's here's what I want to say too. If you're if you're one of those people that 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 watches KJ and you, and you say he's not a good quarterback because he can't make these short passes, mm-hmm. and I told you this earlier, that's his weakness. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback has a weakness. Sure, you can't look at him and say he's not a good quarterback because the things he does do, most quarterbacks can't. Right, he throws a great long ball. Yeah, I mean a great long ball. He's so physical. physical. Yeah. He's fast. He makes plays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, his pretty much his one weakness. Because here's the other thing too: he don't make bad decisions. Yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah. A young quarterback like him, you kind of wonder: does he have the? Does he have the maturity mentally? Sure. Dude doesn't throw bad passes. Like right. like bad make bad decisions. He's thrown what one pick this year? Yeah, one or two, not very many. Yeah, and so well, I guess the second one was yeah that one at the half, but. His one thing that so far he's shown he that doesn't do well is, is he's not real accurate always on short passes. So, so we get there, we're going for two, and I'm like, man, let's just line up and pound it down there. Sure. And we kind of rolled out and tried to find the guy, you know, kind of kind of back backpedaling because yeah. because people are coming at you and find that receiver across the middle which we just scored on. And actually, earlier in the game, we he had been running the ball so much from the shotgun, mm-hmm. just straight running, right. that we got down on the goal line, and he did the same deal. He took the snap, went to like he was run, and then threw it. Yeah. And they bit. Sure. And so they weren't going to do it again. Yeah, they, they were probably expecting right. it. Yeah. Right. And so uh, I, I think that they were 100% ex- looking pass on that play and 
hey, you know, we got a bunch of great running backs, <laughs> and we've got a line that, that, that manhandled them Saturday. Sure, sure. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I would love to have seen a, a just go pound it. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate, you know. You you never want to take an L, and, and we're I think we're past the point of moral victories. Sure. Oh yeah. But dead gum it. I mean, yeah, it's it stinks, but we're so. I mean, we're, we're still a top twenty team. Yeah. And and we, two years 17? ago, we were the laughing stock of this <laughs> or of college football. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So it doesn't get any easier. Uh, we go from Ole Miss. Well, actually, we go from. Yeah. Go ahead. <sighs> Make this make sense to me. I probably can't. But Texas A&M beats, beats Alabama. Yeah. Everybody's like, wow, you know, huge upset. Florida almost beat them three mm. weeks ago. Yeah. We embarrassed A&M. Right. How are they ranked ahead of us? I, that's a great question. It's a great question. I, I don't mean, know. Because <laughs> they're Texas A&M. I guess so. Yeah. I mean – I, I guarantee you, if we to be if we beat Alabama, we'll still be behind them. Probably so. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Well, and, and looking at the top ten, I mean, if anybody that's watched Oklahoma this year, they're if, not good. If you think they're be- better than Alabama, then you're crazy. Yeah, and, and they're ranked ahead of Alabama. Are they? I yeah. knew that was going to happen. I yeah. thought last night they're going to put them in front of Alabama. Let me tell you, at first I thought Texas was going to beat the brakes off of them, and Texas gave that game away. They did one hundred percent. So, on to Auburn we go, uh, another 11 a.m. kickoff, which we have not fared well this year at 11 a.m. kickoffs. So we've had two in a row and lost both of them. Uh, but we get Auburn um, at home. Another, another 11? 11 a.m., sure is, on CBS. So, uh, Auburn's 4-2 and two coming into this one, 1-1 one and one in conference. Um, they uh, – Bo Nix is starting to play a little bit better. You know, I've, I've told you before on the podcast, I've never thought very highly of him. but he I ha- think he's going to have trouble with our defense. He has played better lately. Um, but looking at their stats, Auburn uh, averages 34 points, 35 points a game on offense. Uh, they give up 19.2, where Arkansas comes in averaging 32 a game offensively and giving up 24 and a half. Uh, Auburn's averaging 451 yards of offense a game. 245 passing, 206 rushing, which is pretty solid. Arkansas averaging 460 a game, 214 passing, and 244 rushing. Uh, Auburn's defense is giving up 320 yards a game, and Arkansas is giving up 337. So what do you think on this one, John? Man, I, being at home is huge. It is huge. We play that game Saturday in Fayetteville. We probably win that two scores, I really think. I think we're that much better now than Ole Miss was. Yeah. We Turnover killed us. Miss field goal killed us. And we're at their place, right? Um, I, I think we're I think we're ten points better than Auburn. Do you? I do. I'd yeah. pick us by ten. Okay, I like it. I like to pick. What do you think? I think so. I mean, I think Arkansas is playing good football right now. They they, you know, one big question we all had coming into this Ole Miss game was how would they bounce back after the beatdown we took right. from Georgia? And and it's obvious that Pittman and he rallied the troops and these guys they're they're over Georgia. Yep, they're they're playing football. and and boy, especially KJ. Yeah, I've never you know. He played at a different level Saturday, just not just ability wise, but I mean, his intensity. The only thing I, I would I would say this and challenge the Razorback fans is stay loyal to these guys. Yes, stay behind them. I mean, they're 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 playing. I mean, coming into this season, just remember where we were at two yeah. years ago, losing to Western Kentucky and teams right. like that. I mean, we're competing with some of the best teams in the nation right now. We are ranked. Yes, we're ranked seventeenth. That's right. <laughs> and and if things go the way they should the rest of the season, the way we're playing. 
we're going to end up higher than that. That's right. That's right. So, you know, so Alabama lost will hurt us. Who says we can't beat them first? That's right. And then uh, the rest of them, I, there's not another one that I don't think we no, we should win. I, we shouldn't win. I agree with you. I agree with you. So, Hawk fans, stay behind them. Just remember where we were three years ago. That's right. So, uh, UCA was off last week. I, I messed up in the last podcast and said that they played Eastern Kentucky last week, but that's actually this coming Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Kentucky's 4-2, and two, and they will play at Estes Stadium on Saturday. I meant to look up and see how Junior did this weekend. He transferred. The Bowling Green. Oh, yeah, but yeah. But, yeah, I still want to check him out. <laughs> Sorry, sucker. Ain't even written me this year. I know. Year. It. Go figure, right? Right. So Arkansas State got destroyed by number fifteen, Coastal Carolina, fifty-two to twenty. Um, they are off this week and probably looking for a week off after they've had three rough, rough weeks. Yep. I still say Butch Jones dumpster fire. <laughs> all right. So that'll be all of our college talk. So next we go to our picks dun, 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 dun. from last week. Let me tell you, Junk Vegas has got this thing down. Man. You are on a roll, my man. I am rolling, rolling, rolling. I'm not even going to play my jingle because, what? I mean, it's just kind of getting old hearing it. <laughs> I did uh, go up by two. Yes, I was 20 did. for 25. Remained my B average yeah. after our nine weeks uh, report card. <laughs> you I did. guess it was like a six-week report card. Uh, Maddie, still – Still a C student. Yeah, yeah. Not not one of my greatest performances. But it wasn't bad. We've yeah. definitely both done a lot worse than that. <laughs> no doubt. He was 18 for 25. Uh, I'm up by two. You are up by two. And this, season. let me tell you, looking at this week's games. Oh, I could go. Yeah. <laughs> I could end up being up by 12, or I could be down by 10. That's right. I mean. <laughs> That's right. So there's a bunch of games this week oh. that we just kind of scratch our head at. Yeah, right there's, not, there's just not very many like. Like good matchup, and last week there was a bunch of good ones. Great, yeah. So it's hard to believe that here we are set, coming into week seven of the high school season. It feels like we just I know started, man. Like we're over halfway there. It is crazy. So let's talk about some of these kids that had outstanding performances this past week. You want to start us off? Yes, I will. I will gladly start us <laughs> off because I'm the one that wrote this. Yes. You by are. the way, did you go by Harps today? I did. All right, I did. Uh, Cooper Wilcox was the uh, Greenbrier player of the game uh, Friday night. He was American Safeguard Insurance Heart Food player of the game yeah. Friday night. And for the second time this year, and went and got his Matt went and got their steaks so, today from Harps. So tell us a little bit about that promotion because so, it's, it's an amazing promotion. It is. It is. I, I got with Harps. Harps. So you know, me and you both do a lot with the high school. You know, with with the Letterman's Club and different things where we're putting on things like feeding them and, and, you know, and so a couple of different times now I've, I've gotten harps to one feed the team. And then also we got them to do uh, the banquet right. course. Yeah. And, and they've always just gone out of their way to like, like they, they thank us for letting them be a part sure. of it. And so uh, I told them, you know, Greenbrier had this, you, you tell them about the old. Yeah. Uh, so, so years ago, back when I was in, in uh, elementary school, uh, we used to have a, a grocery store in Greenberg called IGA. And yeah. so the thing back then was the player of the game each week got, got to pick out, or I guess it was already picked out for them, but they got this huge. It was like, 
steak. Like family size. Family yeah. size steak that they would get from mm-hmm. IGA. And so the player of the game would get to go by and pick up that steak, which right. was a really cool deal back then. Yes. And so Junk had this idea. Man, we need to bring that back. And actually, it was it was Steve Carden. Oh, was it? I was, on the, I was doing the broadcast one night, yeah. and Steve was like, he texted me. He's like, you need – he told me that he's like, you know, they used to do that. He's like, you need to go and get them to – Get somebody to do that in this year and do it for the player of the game. Right. So I got in touch. I was like, well, I got, that, that's an easy. I knew that that wasn't going to be issue at yeah. all. So I talked to Harps and uh, Amanda over there, and I was like, hey, I was like, you think y'all be interested in doing something? I was like, because I can get uh, American Safeguard Insurance to go in with us, and uh, we'll just we'll just sponsor say half of it. Yeah. And that'll take off some of their cost, you right. know, because they can do it at cost even and save you know save a bunch of money. Well, they said, well, we'll just go ahead and donate like. Half of the half of it, yeah. So which made it work, awesome. Yeah. So so we just basically what I was planning on doing, we got to double up. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Man. So we've got two times the amount, which really feeds a, a oh, family. Yeah, without a doubt. So it so, was. It's, yeah. It's, so Coops won it twice. Yeah. Uh, and and every week now, player of the week gets to go get a bunch of steaks. It's really cool. It's really cool. And then Bleacher Bling, our sponsor, here. Yeah. They do big play of the week. Sure. And so. Big player of the week gets to uh, gets to get some swag, Panther swag at Bleacher Bling. Can't beat that. You can't, man. man. You can't. All right. So reason I said that is because our first player this week, uh, stats wise, was Cooper Wilcox. Friday night we played uh, Harrison at Harrison. Cooper was eight for eleven with two hundred twenty-seven yards and four touchdowns passing, seventy-two yards, one touchdown rushing in the first half. Played a great game. He man. did. He did. He was. I mean, he was throwing darts. Let me let me just say this, and I, I I try not to brag on him too much. I try to I try to keep him grounded as much as possible. But you know, he, he last year at Harris against Harrison, they came to our place, mm-hmm. and we had them on the ropes. We had them beat. Had them beat. I mean, I think it was second down in like seven on our twenty. Yeah, a minute left. Minute and a half, yeah. two minutes left. Like we're driving, just running the ball down their throat. And he hadn't thrown. Like in a quarter. He hadn't thrown the ball since the first half. Yeah. And we call pass play, and kid makes a great play, breaks in front of the receiver, picks the ball off, we end up losing. Lose the game. And so that game has haunted him oh, yeah. for a year. Everybody's got that one, too. And so for him to be able to come out and play like he did against Harrison this last Friday, yeah. I was I was really proud for him to be able to get that sure. off his back. And it was 45-0 to zero in the first half. We were picked by a lot of publications to lose yes we were uh we we were up 45 nothing ended up going the half 45 7 and of course second half was mercy rule mm-hmm. uh we played a lot of a lot of kids that hadn't played much right they scored a couple touchdowns yeah. ended up being 45 21 but anyway great game by coop on the year uh coop is 50 of 83 with 982 yards and 13 touchdowns passing with only one interception that he threw friday night yeah that was just kind of a good, it was a good pass. It, was, it just kind of got popped up in the air yeah. and somebody caught it. Uh, then he, but then he's also got 53 carries for 498 yards and 12 touchdowns rushing. So he has 25 touchdowns already on the season. It's unreal. So then we go over to Harding Academy. This is uh, a name that uh, everybody around the state is familiar with, Mr. Andrew Miller. Ten carries for 91 yards, two touchdowns rushing, and three catches for 59 yards and two touchdowns. Great game right there. Yes, sir. Uh, down at Arkadelphia, uh, Coach Trey Shucker down there, you know, we, we talked to him a lot. He's a friend yep. of ours. Uh, they had a good game Friday night. Alex Lloyd, 155 yards and three touchdowns receiving. And then Donovan Witten, which we know 
good and well what kind of quarterback he is. Yes, sir. 19 for 27, 264 yards and three touchdowns passing. Very nice. Mr. Sharman Rester from El Dorado, quarterback down there for the Wildcats, was 11 of 15 for 178 yards, two touchdowns passing, and four carries for 58 yards rushing and one touchdown. He had a good game. Yes, sir. He's been very efficient this year. He has. Um, uh, Elder or uh, Valonia now. Austin Myers has put up some crazy numbers this year, and <laughs> he just keeps happening. He's playing amazing. He is. Uh, they played. Uh, f- no, they played uh, P Ridge. P Ridge uh, at P Ridge, and uh, Austin was twenty-two of twenty-five for three hundred twenty-five yards and five touchdowns passing. Cannon Bartland eleven catches, catches twenty yards and three touchdowns. I think that was two hundred and three yards. I believe that's right. Oh, did I say twenty yards? Yeah. Think, yeah, that's a topo. Yeah, Sorry. I think it's yeah he got more than 20 yards. <laughs> and he's playing amazing. Him him, and Jamison Heisley are both yeah, playing. Yeah, both are. Yeah. Over in Conway, Mr. Jalen Chambers, 11 carries for 97 yards. And then the sophomore quarterback, Donovan Omalo, was 20 of 26 for 340 yards and three touchdowns passing. Unbelievable. Strand Smith, a name we've heard several times down at Benton, mm-hmm. uh, played a great game and a big win Friday night over Parview. 247 yards and three touchdowns passing. Then Donovan Pearson, <laughs> good old Mineral Springs Hornet blood right there. He's a receiver at Benton. I believe he's a junior this year. Uh, four catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, also Cam Harris, a name we heard last week. Yes. Three catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. All right, over in Parkview, Mr. Monterio Easton had a 74-yard kickoff return. That's a long ways. Yes, sir. Martavian uh, Thompson at Camden Fairview, a name we've heard a lot. Three touchdown passes. Yep, that's it for Camden. Okay. I thought there was another one. That's it. Three All touchdown right. passes. Over in Clarendon, Mr. Quincy McAdoo, a hog commit, had a, he was 4 of 16 passing, which I didn't even know he played quarterback. He's 4 of 16 passing for 104 yards and a touchdown and then had 10 carries for 198 yards and three touchdowns. And then Kane Cohen from Clarendon had 10 carries from for 113 yards, two touchdowns. And then Caleb Williams at Clarendon, nine carries for 135 yards, one touchdown and two catches for 50 yards. I wonder if that's not an error there on McAdoo. Like maybe that should have been re- receiving somehow. Maybe so. But, but four for six. To, I don't. I don't know where that came from. I'll have to go back and do some research. But they talk about a team performance. <laughs> they put up some numbers. Son. <laughs> they did. <laughs> uh, at Ashdown, a name we haven't said very much. We talked about Ashdown a lot this year, right. but because he's a tight end, yeah. uh, another hog commit, Shamar Easter. He had four catches for seventy-three yards and a touchdown. And then his teammate Jaden Fricks, who we have talked about a lot, mm-hmm. uh, had uh, thirteen carries. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, thirteen carries, one hundred fifty-eight yards. Yep. Over in Hoxie, Cade Forrester, five of seven passing for seventy-nine yards and a touchdown, and had four carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. Well, you talk about efficient, yeah. both sides. Uh, Justin Gomez over at Harbor, game-winning 22-yard field goal. And then before that, um, Cole Carlton had a 70-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter, and they won that, you know, by Very that nice. field goal. That's awesome. All right, Mr. Bladen Fike. Everybody's heard this name several times this yes. year. He had over at Fayetteville had 355 yards passing and two touchdowns and was throwing it to one of the best receivers <laughs> in the state, Mr. Isaiah Santega, uh, the Oregon commit. Hopefully we can talk him into staying. Still drives me nuts. <laughs> but he had uh, 180, 198 yards receiving a 62-yard touchdown complete touchdown catch. Sorry. Yes. Deshaun Chairs, we've heard this name, over at Elkins. 13 carries, 176 yards, three touchdowns 
running the football. And then Braden Welch, also at Elkins, 15 for 22, 142 yards passing, also with eight carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. Very nice. And Huntsville, Mr. Colton Reynolds had four catches for 54 yards and two touchdowns. At Marion, Ben Gerard, two touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown. Cam Anderson, two touchdown rushes. Mr. Kai Henry from Van Buren, seven catches for 134 yards. I think he's been on here every week. Every week, man. <laughs> he is. He's good. Brady Barnett over at Mountain Home was 12 for 18, 230 yards with a touchdown passing, and then 11 carries for 83 yards and two touchdowns. Man, it seems like, uh, especially this year, you're, you're seeing a lot of these quarterbacks have great numbers passing and yeah. rushing, which yeah, makes it really, right. really hard to defend. Uh, across it, Mr. Tyreek Jones, three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, so five total touchdowns. Great night. Down at Bryant, James Martin, three carries, 91 yards on three carries uh, <laughs> with a touchdown. Jordan Knox, also from Bryant, with 23-yard catch for a touchdown and a 95 kickoff return for a touchdown. That's awesome. And then Carson Burnett, the quarterback down at Bryant, was 11 for 12, hmm. 140 yards and three touchdown passing. That's pretty solid. Pretty solid night. North Little Rock, Malachi Gober, 7 of 8 for 58 yards and two touchdowns passing and had five carries for 42 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. That's a night. And Mr. Torrance Moore, 12 carries for 119 yards and two TDs. Uh, Pulaski Academy, Charlie Pfizer, 25 for 41, 383 yards and four touchdowns, throwing the football. And then Joseph Hyman, uh, a name, you know, that everybody knows, 275 yards total offense with five touchdowns. Very nice. In Stuttgart, Tamir Coppins was 13 of 15 for two touchdowns passing. And then Jaden Strange was, had one touchdown rushing and two receiving touchdowns. Over at Shiloh Christian, Ben Baker, 20 carries, 203 yards with a touchdown. And then Eli Wisdom, uh, 15 carries from the quarterback, 122 yards and three touchdowns. Also, I, I, I forgot to write this down, but I think Caden Henley, another Razorback mm -hmm. commit, uh, I want to say nine tackles. He had a, I want a pass breakup. I mean, it was he had a, a, a several, fifty yards rushing and just another a typical night for him. Just great all around. Yeah, game. I think he had like three or four tackles for loss. Yeah. Okay. In Hot Springs, Mister Isaac Scheller, the quarterback there for the Trojans, was nine of twelve for one hundred ninety four yards and three passing touchdowns. A name that we are very familiar with that we like to say because it's a good name. Riker Acebo from Jonesboro. 22-31, 326 yards, four touchdowns, throwing the football. Great night. Also ran for a touchdown. Very good. In Heber Springs, I've got three players here that had outstanding performances. Mr. Parker Brown had 16 carries for 224 yards, four touchdowns, and 34 yards and one TD receiving. That is a good night. Xander Lindley from Heber as well was 10 of 11 passing for 107 yards and a touchdown and also had 13 carries for 132 yards and two touchdowns. Not to be outplayed by Mr. Keenan Sneed from Heber Springs who had 21 tackles. That's right. Yeah. 21 tackles on the night and two tackles for loss. You know, and I want to say this too. I don't know what position he plays, but he had two for loss, so I'm guessing he's not a DB. A lot of times when you see somebody with 20-plus tackles, they're a defensive back, and they've got their brains beat out. Their safety <laughs> made a bunch of tackles. Right. They won Friday night. Yeah. So, he was all over the he place. He was all over the place. Over at Greenwood, Hunter Houston, a name we're far familiar with, is the quarterback over there. 16 for 26, 196 yards with a touchdown passing. Jake Glover, 
carried the ball for Greenwood 21 times, 198 yards, almost 10 yards to carry, four touchdowns. And then uh, Javon Williamson, 13 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. And then also Levi Russell, an 85-yard pick six. Very nice. In Charleston, Mr. Brighton Ketter. It's my favorite of all of them. I mean, this is – No, it's my number two. We'll get to number one. <laughs> you don't get to read these very often. So listen to this, folks. Brighton Ketter from Charleston kicked a 52-yard field goal, and we watched the video. Watched. It could have been It could have been good from 62. Easy. I mean, he. it was a bomb. Yeah. It, it, I asked you, I said, don't you think that has 10 yards on it? And he, you said, absolutely. Without, without a doubt. doubt. Yeah. Weston Pierce over at Maumel. Eight for 14, 207 yards, and three touchdowns passing. And then this one's pretty special. I'm going to let Junk tell you about it. Yeah, so, boy, you talk about get your Kleenexes because (laughs) I'm telling you, when I told you this, when I read it, I had to swallow and cough. (laughs) This this young man, Tyler Colquitt, Colquitt from Little Rock Christian, defensive end, his father passed away two days before they played uh, Maumel Friday. During the pregame, Tyler's in his uh, street clothes on the sideline. You know, hadn't eaten really all mm-hmm. day. Uh, was hadn't drank much water, and so really didn't feel like he's probably going to play. Right. Last minute, the coach is in the locker room and, and sees he's in the locker room right before the game, and he's he's dressing up. He missed the first series because he was warming up. Right. This kid goes in the game and. Finishes with 11 tackles, seven quarterback hurries, six tackles for loss, and a sack. I mean, that's – just gives you chill bumps. Oh, man. it does. It's like kind of like what Brett Favre, you know. Right. Um, his father was diagnosed with kidney failure in 2013. And the article I read, it was obvious that they were very close. Sure. I mean, his dad came to practices mm-hmm. and never missed games. And being diagnosed with kidney failure in 2013, he still did not miss a game until this year. Wow, that's impressive. Mm. Yeah, so shout out, big shout out to Mr. Tyler. Uh, I know uh, losing a, a father, uh, especially at an age like that, is has got to be a tremendous burden on that young man. And for him to be able to, number one, be able to just even dress out to play, right. and then have a performance like that, it just uh, it just makes you. Makes you appreciate the the courage and the the strength that young sure. man has, and, and definitely have prayers coming from us. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so that'll wrap up our performances from uh, the high school ranks last week. So we'll go into our top tens. We're going to hurry. We're we're dragging it, are now. we? Yeah, we got a lot to talk. We got about. a lot to talk about. <laughs> so let's start with seven A. You good with that? Yep. I'll start with seven A this week. Last week, our top ten we had Bryant number one. Uh, they ended up beating Central 63-0, to zero. had Cabot number two. Cabot took it on the chin to Conway last week. Conway with a great performance, beat them 57-21. to 21. I know a couple guys that picked that. Yeah, I think we did pick that, yeah. didn't we? We had Conway at three, which that will change this week. North Little Rock at four. North Little Rock took care of Southwest 62-14. to 14. Fayetteville was number five last week. They beat Southside 47-17. Bentonville was six. They beat Heritage forty-nine to fourteen. Northside took care of Catholic last week, forty-two to zero. Number eight last week we had a Bentonville West. They lost to Rogers thirty-three to twenty-eight. Uh, nine we had Rogers, and then number ten we had Harbor, and they beat Springdale thirty-seven to thirty-six. So this week 
our new top ten. Bryant stays at number one. They're at Southwest – or, no, they're at home against Southwest this week. Number two, we've got the Conway Wampus Cats, and they're at Northside this week, which will be a tough tough game for them. I can't wait till they play Bryant, though. It's going to be a I dang. think it might be a good game. And it's the last game of the week yes, – of the season. season. And so – uh, you know, one thing to watch out for this week, Conway, coming off that big emotional win against Cabot. The hangover? The hangover. You never know because Northside's North a good, good, they're yeah. a good football team. Number three this week, North Little Rock, the Charging Wildcats, are uh, at home against Catholic this week. Number four, Fayetteville um, is at home against Bentonville. So this game right here will probably determine the conference that championship. Conference, yeah. Yeah. Number five, we've got Bentonville. Number six, we dropped Cabot to number six, and they're at home. No, I'm sorry, they're at Central this week. Number seven, Northside playing Conway. Number eight, Rogers is at Springdale. Number nine, Bentonville West is playing Harbor. And number 10 is Springdale Harbor. That's great. Uh, man, that that seven that is shaking out to be a lot of fun. And it always is. It always but is, yeah. It's fun that both sides are, have some really good teams. Yeah. Seems like it goes back and forth. All right, 6A, Lake Hamilton. You know, they've been rolling. They're 5-0. We had them at number one. Uh, number two, Parkview. Three was Jonesboro. Four, El Dorado. Five, Benton. Greenwood, six. Sylvan Hill, seven. Searcy, eight. Marion, nine. And Russellville, ten. So, Lake Hamilton beat Russellville 42-32 to in a close one. Very close one. Russellville playing some football, which, you know, all year long we've talked about they they can run the football, they're they're physical, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they're much improved. Yeah. Uh, number two, Parkview lost to Benton. We both picked that one, I believe, also. Yes, we did. Uh, no, not both. I, I actually picked Parkview. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry to bring up old wounds. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Benton, Benton beat Parkview. Number three, Jonesboro beat Pine Bluff 49-6. to six. El Dorado beat Sheridan 48-0. Number five, Benton, as we said, beat Parkview 30-23. Greenwood was number six. They beat Salem Springs 54-17. Sylvan Hills uh, continues to win. They beat West Memphis 35-21. Searcy lost to Marion, but it was close. It was. 37-25. And then uh, Marion was nine. Ten was Russellville, which we know they lost it by ten and a close one to Lake Hamilton. All right, so this week we're keeping Lake Hamilton at number one. Number two, Jonesboro, uh, which Lake Hamilton plays at Salem this, this week. And then Jonesboro's going to be home against West Memphis. Number three is El Dorado. They'll play Marion at home. Number four, Benton at Mountain Home. Number five, Parkview. Versus Van Buren at home, Greenwood at Russellville could be could be a fun one could to watch. Be, yeah, Russellville, uh, they're seven. Uh, number eight, Sylvan plays Sheridan at home. Number nine, Marion goes to El Dorado, and then number ten, Cersei at Pine Bluff. Yeah, that number six, Greenwood versus number seven, Russellville, be a good one. And Lake Hamilton is the only remaining, the only one left, aren't they? Undefeated team in six A. Sure is. So, to our 5A we go. So, last week, 5A, we had PA number one. Uh, they beat uh, Whitehall, which was we knew was going to be a good game. It turned out to be a really good half. Yes. <laughs> so, I think it was, what, 21-21 at half? It was. And then PA uh, the just, the just them. poured it on. Ended up beating them 63-28. to Whitehall, we had it two last week. Number three, we had Little Rock Christian, who beat BB 36-7. Number four, we had Win. Win took care of Valley View twenty-one to six in a pretty close ball game over in the East. Fairview was number five last week, and Fairview beat Magnolia, a team that had been playing better as of late. They beat them forty-four to twenty-five. 
Greenbrier at number six. They went up to Harrison and and put a whipping on the goblins like they haven't seen in a long time. Number seven, Valonia went to P Ridge and took care of business thirty five to zero. We had eight, we had Harrison. Number nine, we had Maumel, who beat Jacksonville forty nine to fifteen. And then number ten, we had Farmington that beat Moulton fifteen to nothing. Let me tell you real quick about PA two. I've been trying to figure out what is it about them. Obviously their their program, the culture sure. and and what they do. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, they their their roster, they got a great, great Running back, receiver, in Hyman. Yeah, Pfizer's been a very good quarterback. But you know, it seems like they wear people down. Like like this one, you know, we knew Whitehall's defense may be the best in the state. Yeah, and uh, and so wasn't shocked that it was close. But it seems like maybe maybe PA wears you down a little bit. Yeah, it's it's hard to figure this out because you know the more you think about that game because Whitehall had struggled scoring. Yeah, up until that game. Yeah, they scored twenty one in the first half. In the yeah. first half, and then don't score but seven in the second half. Right. So, but where I was going with that is is even is like maybe they wear people out, but I don't think that PA is very deep. Right. I don't think they've got a lot of a big a big sideline full of kids. Yeah. All I can come to is that their center, <laughs> Trevor Duke. It's got to be. It's the difference. That's it. And so he's my cousin. <laughs> you know. So he's moving to Greenbrier next year, right? Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Missy, Brian, we'll we'll find we'll make it we'll make it real nice for you. That's right. All right. So our new top ten in five A this week. A little bit of shake up. We got PA still at number one. They're at Maumel this week, which will be a, a good uh, test for them in the central. Maumel's record is not that great, but man, they have played some really really close ball games this year. Number two, we've got we left White Hot too. We just feel like that defensively. Uh, they're they're a step above everybody in the state, and uh, it, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, it's going to be hard to score on because you can't score on them. Which is going to be interesting because the, in the West we've got some pretty dynamic offenses. That's exactly right. Number three, we move Fairview to three. Uh, Fairview is six and one on the season. They're at De Queen, so they'll have another win this yeah. week. Number four, Greenbrier. Uh, Greenbrier won big at Harrison and looked really good doing it. Like Junk said earlier, it was forty five zero before half and uh, called the dogs off. They're at home, which is homecoming this week for the Panthers against Pea Ridge. Valonia, number five, they're 6-0, and remain undefeated. Uh, they're playing Harrison at Valonia this week. Number six, Little Rock Christian. They're, I, I have them as off this week. Did you? I do too. Okay. Yep, yep, I do too. So Little Rock Christian's off this week. Number seven, win. The Yellow Jackets beat Valley View 21-6. They're at Batesville, which is a big rivalry there. Number eight, Maumel, and we talked about them. They're playing PA this week. Number nine, Nettleton. This is a new team in our top ten in 5A. Nettleton is undefeated on the season and uh, are going to battle win for that that East yes, Conference Championship. They are. And they're playing uh, Green County Tech this week. And then number ten, we left the Goblins of Harrison at number ten. So, I just want to say this about Maumel. You know they're number eight in the state, and they're in our top ten, and they've won two games. They're two and four. They 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 have been through the gauntlet, they have. and they're playing PA, PA Friday night, <laughs> and then Whitehall, and then Whitehall. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what, man, Maumel, you guys, I got hats off to you because you guys have played a schedule this year. They sure have. All right, over to four A. You know I like four A. Yeah, 
uh, shallow Christians been number one forever. <laughs> they're they're still uh, they're that they were four and one uh, coming into this week. Joe T. Robinson at number two, Warren three, Arkadelphia four, Ashdown five, six Stuttgart seven, Mills Cross it at eight, Prairie Grove at nine, and then Lone Oak followed up at number ten. Shallow Christian, probably the closest game they'll play in their conference was Prairie Grove this week at Prairie Grove, and they rolled 42-14. to 14. Sure That team's special, man. They are. Uh, Robinson beat Nashville 62-14. to 14. You know, the scrappers are down this year. Uh, hopefully they got a lot of young talent that's going to bring that program back because, they're you know, they're storied. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Warren beat Dumas 51-14. to 14. Arkadelphia. Beat Fountain Lake forty eight to fourteen. That's a big win. That's a big win. Uh, Ashdown beat Malvern twenty one to eight. Stuttgart beat Baldnob forty two to nineteen. Seems like Stuttgart's really coming on. Yeah, they are. Uh, Mills in a shocker lost to Clinton thirty eight to twenty eight. I believe Clinton lost to Heber last week. I believe maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Crossit beat Dewitt forty four to fourteen. We mentioned Prairie Grove already. Then Lone Oak. Lost a nail biter to Southside, thirty-eight to thirty-six. Did you pick that one? I believe I did. <laughs> so this week, uh, Shallow still at number one. They'll play at Gentry. Joe T. Robinson, number two at Malvern. Three Warren at Dewitt, or no, that's their home against Dewitt. Sorry, uh, Arkadelphia is going to go to Haskell Harmony Grove. Haskell Harmony Grove has played some ball this they year. Uh, Ashdown at Nashville. Uh, Stuttgart's playing Clinton at home. Crossit's going to go to Monticello. Prairie Grove at Huntsville at number eight. Uh, number nine, brought in Rivercrest this week. Yep. They're going to Highland. Uh, then Pocahontas, uh, we brought them in this week. They're number 10 at Truman. So po- Pocahontas lost to to a Nettleton team, which we just put in the 5A. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they lost to Rivercrest, so we just put this number nine. And then Rivercrest has only lost to Valley View, right. a 5A. Pretty good team. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly there was, right. That's 4A that's for us. All right, so 3A we go. Last week we had Prescott number one. Uh, they beat Centerpoint, which this game here, if if you were paying attention to this game, was uh, all Centerpoint, especially early. Yes. And uh, Centerpoint was putting it on Prescott. I believe from what Junk's inside sources tell us that uh, Centerpoint's quarterback went down with an that's injury. That's what I heard. I don't know what it is. Right. But that's what I heard, and that was the turning point in the game. That's yes. when that's when Prescott really came back and ended up pulling out the win, fifty to forty-one. Number two, we had Boonville. They beat Mayflower forty-nine to fourteen. Harding Academy beat Riverview thirty-eight-seven. Number four, McGee beat uh, Camden Harmony Grove thirty-six to twelve. Osceola uh, won by a forfeit. Oh, Palestine Wheatley had a forfeit last yeah. week. Number six, Paris beat Baptist Prep in a close ball game, twenty-four to twelve. Number seven, Charleston beat Mansfield 46-0. Center point was number eight. Number nine, Glenn Rose, who beat Bismarck 35-7. And number 10, Hoxie took care of business at Corning 35-0. So our top ten this week did not change a single bit. We got Prescott at one. They're at Genoa Central this week. Boonville plays at home against Baptist Prep. Harding Academy is off. Number four, McGee is playing at home against Ryzen. Number five, Osceola is playing at home against Harrisburg. Number six, Paris is playing at home against Atkins. Charleston is at Hackett. Center Point is playing at home against Jesseville. Glen Rose at home against Falk. And Hoxie at home against Piggott. I say this, though. If I knew the status of the quarterback at Center Point, yeah. it would be hard for me not to move him up quite sure. a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So we go to 2A. My, comp, my my classification. That's right. Um, 
Number one has been the Bigelow. What is it? The the, the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I would say, I will say, we've had Bigelow number one now since week four. Yeah. And I think there's some other publications yeah. now that have Bigelow number one, but yeah. they just put them there like last week. Yeah. So. I'm glad they started. Some of us had Bigelow there at like week one, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. I finally got on board. <laughs> I had to throw that one, but that was a gut punch, right? You you teed it up for me. <laughs> All right, so Bigelow number one, they're five and zero. Oh. Uh, Garden was number two. Uh, three was McCroy. Four was Hazen. Clarendon five, six Desart. You know those teams are all right there around each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven Fordyce. That's just a little further south. Junction City down there. Uh, number nine Quitman, and then ten Hector. So Bigelow beat Mountainburg forty nine to twenty two. I can't find where Garden played, but I thought they had a game this week. They beat Earl forty six four. Okay, I could not find the score yep. on that. I'm glad you got that. Yep. All right, so McCrory beat Carlisle forty to fourteen. Hazen. Lost to Desart, 36-0, got shut out. We did. Uh, Clarendon beat England, 52-12. Desart, as we mentioned, uh, beat uh, beat Hazen, 36-0. Fordyce beat Junction, 42-6. Impressive win there. Yeah, that was. Junction, as they were right after Fordyce at 8. Quitman, number 9, beat Yelville Summit, 47-13. That's a good win. It is. Yelville's been playing some people really close. Really close. Hector beat Magazine, 42-3. You don't see very many high school games that they just kick a field goal. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, this week, Bigelow at 6-0 and are still number one. Number two, Gurdon, they're 6-1, and one, I guess. I had them at 5-1, so yeah, that's what well, I they're 6-1. and one. McCrory, they're going to stay at third at 6-1, and one, but Clarendon moves to fourth after Hazen gets beat. Uh, and Clarendon lost a close one to McCrory, uh, which Hazen lost a close one to McCrory. Yeah. Uh, and Desark lost the close one to McCrory. So, Clarendon's number four. They play Hazen at home. Desark's number five. They play at Carlisle. Fordyce is off, I believe. That's what I've got. Hazen, number seven, at Clarendon. Going to be a big game there. Mm-hmm. Uh, equipment number eight plays Magazine at home in that new turf. Yes, sir. Uh, number nine, Hector plays at Mountainburg. And number 10, the Poet Indians come back into the top 10. They yep. play Mount Ida. All right, so that's going to wrap us up for our new top tens. Yes, sir. So I guess really we've we've just got two things left. We got to do our picks. Yes, and, and then and then our players of the week. Your bleacher bling. That's right. T-shirts. They're sweet too. So we sent out our first. Uh, I guess it was week five. Five. No, week four. Week four. Week yeah. four. We sent. No, th- no, it was five. We just did six. No, six was. Yeah, we're doing six now. Yeah, so week four, week four sorry. I sent them out last week. So, uh, please, if you were one of the recipients of our Player yeah. of the Week with your shirt, once you get it, if you would, just take a picture with you and your coach. Either tweet us, tag us in your yeah, tweet. Yeah, tweet it, man. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd like That to, helps us. Yeah, we'd like to see you uh, recognized for your performance and then get your shirt. And, I meant and to so. ask you what you sent with it. I just like sent a card? Yeah, I just sent a note and yeah. just kind of explained what, what we were doing. Yeah. So, Awesome. All right, so picks this week. Here we go. Number one, and like we talked about before, tough, man. this is this is a tough week. You know, a lot of times we go through these, these 25 games, and we feel pretty good about them. Uh, this one, I don't feel too great. I don't either, but I think, number one, you picked with your heart, didn't you? I did. Number one, Bentonville at Fayetteville, the Purple Dogs. I went with Jody Grant. Because you like Jody Grant. And the Tigers by seven. I knew you was going to do that. <laughs> And I went with Fayetteville, not because I don't like Jody Grant, because I like him too. But, uh, man, Fayetteville's rolling, man. 
I got Fayetteville by four. Okay. So you said Bentonville by seven? Yes, sir. We needed to have something different. <laughs> All right. So number two, Cersei going to Pine Bluff to play the Zebras. I've got Cersei by 10. I got Cersei by seven. Number three, Win going to Batesville. And like we've talked about before, this is a huge rivalry game yes. right here between these two teams. Typically, this would determine the, right. the, the conference winner in the East. Batesville's really down this year. I've, they are. I've, but I think they've improved. They have. They have, but I still got win by 21. In this I got one. them by 20. Nice. Number four, Green County Tech at Nettleton. I've got Nettleton by 14. I've got Nettleton by six. This could be a, a close game. Green County Tech has played some, some teams close. They have. Number five, Hot Springs going to Magnolia. I've got Magnolia by 10. Well, this was one that I, I – uh, it was tough for me. I, I went with Magnolia by five, but okay, you know, Hot Springs they just beat beat somebody by fifty. Yeah, they, they've played some good ball this yeah. year. Number six, Harrison going to the Valonia Eagles, who are playing an amazing style of offense they so are. far this year. I'm going with the Eagles by twenty four in this one. I'm going with Valonia by seventeen. I just hope when we play them, we can stop the pass. <laughs> Number six, you say twenty one, twenty four, twenty four. Okay. Number seven, Lone Oak, who took it on the chin last week in an overtime loss at uh, Southside, is going to Mills, who took their first loss of the season. I've got Mills in this one by three. I picked Lone Oak by eight. Ah, I don't think – I think Mills is scoring lots of points, but I don't think they can stop anybody. Yeah, you may be right. Um, All right, so number eight, Arkadelphia going to Haskell Harmony Grove. I've got Arkadelphia by 24. I got Arkadelphia by 16. Okay. Number nine, Robinson, UJTR at Malvern. I've got Robinson by 27. I do too. Nice. Good pick, Matty. Number 10, Ashdown at Nashville. I've got Ashdown by 14. I got Ashdown by 24. But let me tell you, that Nashville team, you know, we, we thought they were, when we do, they were down, they beat up on Hope. Sure. So they, they could make it closer than that. That's right. Number 11, Mina at Ozark. This was a tough one for me. I went with the home team. I went with the Hillbillies by six. Yeah, I went with Ozark by three. And Mina's another one I can't figure out because right. they lost one they shouldn't have. That's right. But but as as per usual, they, they've won some big ones. Mm-hmm. They beat Clarksville, just yeah, drummed, drummed them. them. Number 12, Box Eye at Fountain Lake. I'm going to go Fountain Lake by three. I one. went with Fountain Lake by six. That Fountain Lake team is pretty good. Yeah. Number 13, Cross It at the Billies of Monticello. I'm going with Cross It by 10. I went with Cross It by 12. Number 14, Baptist Prep at Boonville. I'm going Boonville by 20. I went Boonville 21. Okay. Tell me, hey, tell me this real quick. Yep. If if, if uh, Strand Smith was at Monticello, would they be pushing? It would be, be a different football team. You think they'd be pushing towards the top? I think they would. Yeah, yeah I think so He's too. a good quarterback, man. Number 15, Atkins for touchdown Sims at Paris. A good Paris Eagles team. I'm going with Paris by eight. I can't believe you picked against touchdown Sims. <laughs> Sorry, TD Sims. Sims, Brian, I apologize for Matt's behavior. I picked him by seven. Picked Paris by seven. <laughs> Number 16, rising at the McGee Owls. I'm going McGee by 17. I got McGee by 12. That one's going to be fun. Yeah. Number 17, Jesseville at center point. You know, this one's all going to hinge, it sounds like, on quarterback play for center point if the, if their quarterback's back. Yeah. Uh, I think they win pretty handily. But with not knowing, I, I went center point by six. I went center point 12. Okay. Now, I will say, if he got hurt when it was 20, I don't know when he got hurt, but if it was 21 to six, I think, or something like mm-hmm. that, they scored 41 points. That's true. So, so That's true. 
Number 18, Magnet Cove at Gurdon, the Go Devils by 30. I got Gurdon by 24. Okay. Mount Ida at Poen. I've got Poen by three. I got Poen by nine. Number 20, Hazen at Clarendon. I've got Clarendon by 10. I got Clarendon by 12. Number 21, Desarc at Carlisle. I got Desarc by 17. I got Desarc by 19. Number 22, Marion at El Dorado. I've got El Dorado by 13. I got El Dorado by 21. Okay. Number 23, Greenwood at Russellville. Man, this is a tough one Boy, for me. it was me too. I'm going to go with tradition yep. and the Bulldogs by seven. I went with Greenwood by four, but I, I, it was tough for me too. Yeah. Number 24, Alma at Moralton. Man, this, is, <laughs> this was a tough this one. This was a tough one. I'm going – I think Alma's probably the favorite here, but yeah. I'm going with Moralton by one. I picked Moralton by three. Okay. But I'm like you. I think Alma's probably looking at them, you know. On paper. On paper, they're probably the better team. Mm-hmm. But Moralton, I think, is playing a little better. They are. And they're at home. Yep, that's right. Number 25, our last pick of this week, we've got Harbor at Bentonville West. I'm going west by three in this I one. went west by four. So, only two games different. Is that it? That's it, man. Well, you can only tie me. That's it. You I pull- can't believe that that's it with as many crazy yeah. games. Yeah. What even, a lot of them we didn't know much about. All right. So, we're down to our – Players of the week. Week six. Yes. Players of the week. So, bring them to us, Junk. What do you got? 2A. Clarendon's own Quincy McAdoo. Future hog. That's right. Uh, number three, Brighton Ketter, Charleston 52-yard field goal. I love it. I love it. Number f- or 4A. 4A. Sorry, I said number three. 3A. 4A is Parker Brown from Heber Springs with a huge night. Uh, number f- or 5A, Tyler Colquitt from Little Rock Christian yeah. with a huge defensive end mm-hmm. night. That's awesome. It was. Great, great job, man. I'm, I'm proud for you. Uh, number s- or number at 6A is none other than Riker Oh, yeah. From Jonesboro. And then 7A is Mr. Flippet Donovan Amolo. Yep. Is it Amolo? Amolo. Amolo. Yeah. From Conway. He's like, I like when he flips yeah, that ball. Man, he's smooth. He is. So there you go. Bleacher, are- Bleacher Bling. Yeah. American Safeguard Insurance. By the way, I hadn't talked about ASI much today. Hey, we are sponsored by American Safeguard Insurance. They make this happen. We're in the ASI studio. That's right. Great guys, great people to work with. My boss. Uh, my boss says, uh, call me for your insurance needs. Absolutely. And, hey, uh, you guys, we will send out uh, your shirt for week five, Player of the Week. We'll send those out either tomorrow or Tuesday. Yep. And so be looking for those in the mail. And then week six, hopefully we'll get out by the end of this week. You try to get caught back up. Sounds good. Perfect. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to wrap us up. So appreciate it. And uh, go Hogs this week. We yeah, go Hogs. And we need to get this one. Beat them darn war eagles. That's right. Peace out. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.